you don't even have to have climbed a tree to get a huge amount from this rather special episode. It's a bit shorter than normal, so I'm adding a little extra deep delve at the end on one particular topic that came up that is so interesting and hopefully I'll give you some action steps to do with it. Let's just say it's to do with motivation. So in this conversation, we will cover all sorts of things about taking action, about disconnecting from expectations. That's really interesting. And also consequences of coming out of your comfort zone. Listen, just get a cup of tea and settle down because this is an absolutely brilliant conversation. This is Unsquashed. I'm your host, Trisha Lewis. Engage your detective mindset and let's get ready to solve the mystery of the squashed self. I'm absolutely thrilled that my guest today is Lewis Roberts. He calls himself the chubby crimper. And on his Instagram profile, he says this, I'm the chubby crimper, a low skill but high body fat percentage climber, doing my best in my naturally occurring inbuilt weight vest. Now, I think he's overdoing the weight thing, but I get it. Um, you'll see this on video if you go over to YouTube, and really he isn't that big. But he's not one of these skinny climbers, so there we go. But what he is, and you can tell by that introduction he gives himself, is very down to earth. And he came into climbing when he was feeling pretty low and things weren't going well. So this is also pretty inspirational and motivational, uh, but a very down to earth conversation. So enjoy. So this is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very different backdrop and a very different kind of little interview with the chubby crimper. Yay, let's hear it for the chubby Hello. crimper. This sounds a bit rude, doesn't it? But this is your um, what, sort of tag name or whatever yeah, you call it. Yeah, online persona, if you might. Uh, it's more of a, sort of for me, it's a, it was two words that describe exactly who I am at this point in time. I'm a little bit overweight and I probably need to lose some weight. And I like climbing and crimps are a climbing hold. So it was just an easy way to go about it. And it's alliteration, everyone loves alliteration. Oh, we've got to have alliteration, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Um, but your, his real name, by the way, is Lewis Roberts. Roberts. So when I say Lewis, don't think I'm talking to myself. Could get a bit confusing. It's a great name, Keep though. So. Yeah, it is. So I thought it would be great to investigate things to do with climbing, because I'm a real newbie on this. Uh, Lewis has been going a lot longer. And how they are completely relevant to us in everyday life. and in terms of this podcast, as we're all growing our businesses or developing at work or whatever it is, because this is human stuff, isn't it? Human. At the end of the day, I think everything relates to everything, doesn't it? You know, one thing can seem completely devoid of anything that's similar to what you're doing in life, but I mean, it's about taking leaps and taking risks, and we do the same thing when we're up a wall. Literally, with the leaps, yeah, but we'll come to that in a minute. I haven't got very good at doing leaps. Uh, Lewis just <laughs> observed me trying to do a climb that was a little bit too tricky. But let's think about this term. Well, it's not a term, it's two words put together. Let's, that Lewis came up with when we were having a chat about what we talked about. And it was disconnect from 
expectations. Yeah. Right, go, go for it. You've got the floor. So I always think of like, when we go into a situation, we always have an expectation of what things are going to be like, what other things are going to, other people are going to think about how we are dealing with the situation, how we are uh, performing, whatever it might be. And I think something really important to always think about and something I've always been very good at is just disconnecting from what those expectations might be. Sometimes people will say to you, oh, well, you know, or you can't be possibly doing this, or you can't try this hard, or you can't buy this thing because you're not in a position where you're good enough, or you know, maybe you're not experienced enough, or anything along those lines. And I think it's honestly such complete rubbish so often. Being able to go into a scenario and think about why it's benefiting you, what you're gaining, how it's affecting you personally, and completely becoming introverted in that sort of sense with, you know, for me it was, I'm in a really awful place in my life and I've gone to climb and I've been able to compete with only myself and no one else. I don't feel like I have to stack up to anyone else's expectations or anyone else's ideas of how good I might be or might not be. It didn't matter what my body type was or you know what I, how, where I was in my position with my fitness. I could go in and I could do it all on my own terms and my own, you know, and I could put in all the effort that I wanted to and I got back what I put into it. And, and that was for me the most important bit because I was, you know, I was essentially not looking for anything. I wasn't expecting anything. I wasn't thinking, oh, I will gain this or I'll gain that. I went in completely blind and allowed it to be a very personal experience. And that was a huge thing for me because I was already able to sort of completely separate it from everything else I'd done and make it its own entire thing. And being it, it kind of takes you away from everything else that you would struggle mm. with at times. Mm. So while I have integrated more and I've sort of, you know, made it much less of a just a me thing and now I've got, you know, I work in the industry, I have friends in the industry, I've been doing it for many, many years and it, you know, you evolve as, you know, your hobbies change, you know, it's now a massive part of my life rather mm. than this little thing. Mm. But allowing it something to start like that uh, is a, a really, I think, important part of, of trying to find what you actually like and enjoy <sighs> and what helps you. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm so there. Now you mentioned the introvert word came up there, and this comes up quite a lot in my um, podcast episodes because because it's a, another human thing. Mm -hmm. um, would you, did you do you I do you identify <laughs> as an introvert? I think Lewis? it depends on who you'd be talking to, uh, to yes. who describes me as an introvert or an extrovert. I think everyone who knows me would call me an extrovert. I'm very very good at completely sort of lying almost about who I am and creating this completely otherworldly version of who I am. Uh, personally, I've, I always have found it really difficult to put myself into groups and to integrate with other people until I'm there. I find the, and this is where like, expectation, I'm going to tie it in, uh, you know, the expectation of that awful scenario, the worst possible thing that could occur, anything could go wrong, absolutely, but expecting that always makes me go, and now I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to take that leap. I'm not going to be involved in that in that group of people. I'm not going to risk this sort of embarrassment. But as soon as I'm do it, as soon as I give myself that push and go, you know what, sod off, go and do it. Stop listening to yourself and listen to you know the people who are saying, oh, it'll be great and all this rubbish. And whenever I do that, I tend to enjoy what I'm doing. And then I become very confident and very outgoing and very outspoken. And so that's why. Other people see me very much as, oh, he's, you know, he's an absolute nutter, he'll speak his mind, say whatever all the time, and that's because that's how I am when I'm experiencing something I enjoy and I'm happy. But the beforehand is, is a very different experience. Uh, 
aligned, very aligned <laughs> across many generations, I hasten to say, but very aligned. Oh, I, oh, yes, likewise, people would think of me as an extra. I mean, I'm an actor, for goodness sakes, mm -hmm. I do entertainment. I do crazy things on stages and all the rest of it. And when I go, say, business-wise into a networking event, they will see me, you know, as mm -hmm. fully out there, you know, because I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I have to up my energy level, yeah. I have to, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's a almost like a different mindset that you adopt mm. at a certain time when you need to and as and when you need to. I yes. find it's definitely gotten easier the more time I've spent sort of doing that and kind of flicking back and forth between. But it's it's definitely a uh, something that you have to practice yeah. and you know almost a skill that you end up putting out there. And I think everyone needs to practice good. doing so that. Good. <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. Um, right, let's let's. We cannot possibly be at a climbing wall talking about this kind of thing without going into fear. Mm -hmm. Right, so Lewis actually just spotted me trying, a, a, as I say, a route that was... Valiantly, harder. may I add, very valiant efforts. <laughs> Valiant's a great word. So I've done some ones that I now almost describe as easy, which is hilarious because obviously only a few months into this, they would not have been described as easy by me. Um, originally, so this is how it works, isn't it? This is how it works. Familiarity, and you know what you. But then you get to this point where you've got to face certain fears, and one of them, of course, is the fear of falling, even although you're on a rope. Um, so, and you and you said you know people who, who struggle with that mental part of it. It's not surprising, is it? So, give us a bit on the old fear factor. So, some is, is something I've. I've this is an entirely experience of other people because I am quite literally the def definition of someone who doesn't really have a self-preservation module. <laughs> I, I do not, I, I will try anything regardless of that sort of level of danger. You know, I've, I've never had an issue with falling off. In fact, I've always scared people because I will fall off in the worst possible ways. Do not follow my example, it isn't a good one. Um, you know, but it, so it, it's all from other people's experiences and how I've experienced it with other people. The, the th funny thing about climbing is that there's, there's such a, an intrinsic link between, not a fear of heights per se, a lot of people say they're afraid of heights when really we're afraid of not being in control of a situation at height. Mm. And I think climbing is the only essence of it is being not in control for very mm. short periods of time and wrestling that control back with whether it be good climbing technique or you know a, a level of strength or you know finding a particularly good hold or foothold that makes you feel more comfortable. And when you're in that scenario and you've got comfortable hands and feet, all of a sudden you'll find that you're not scared. It's only when you're in a position where you are no longer able to fully control that scenario that you think, oh right, okay, now, yeah, now I don't mm -hmm. feel comfortable. And so being able to relinquish that control and sort of say, yeah, I'm gonna try even though I don't think I can, mm -hmm. or I don't think I have control of this scenario, and being able to sort of just throw a hand, stick a leg up, and you know, see how that goes. Because if it goes, well, then you do an extra move, and that feels good. That's endorphins, dopamine, right in your brain. Everyone loves that. If you don't do it, then you fall, and you hit the rope, and you get lower down just like you do every time you top a route you know you can do. And of course, there's different levels of, you, know, you talk about you know, top roping or bouldering or lead climbing, but essentially for me, it's always about allowing yourself to meet that worst possible expectation, whether it is you're falling. And the first time you do it, you'll go, why on earth? Was I afraid of this for so long? Exactly. Like, what, what on earth have I been spending all my? I could have done, I could have done all these climbs. I could have tried every single one, and I haven't done because I've let the fear of this very minor occurrence yeah. happen. 
I think I always like to justify it as in like a center like this would not exist if every other day there were people mangled on the floor. <laughs> you know, it, it wouldn't happen. You know, it, of course injuries occur. You know, climbing is a semi-dangerous sport in a, in a much you know much broader sense. It can be a dangerous sport. But we, you know, we make sure it's as safe as, as, as physically possible. As long as you're doing everything the way yeah. you, you should be. It's, it genuinely is. I've had one major injury from climbing and it's because I was a prat. Yeah. Well, we won't obviously dwell on that. But um, <laughs> this, is, this is the thing, isn't it? It's that control thing. This is really interesting. Also perfectionism, because I, I don't think of myself as a perfectionist, but all these roots here are coloured, okay? So... Um, if you don't know much about climbing, you know, so you, you follow a certain colour up and it's a graded route. And I, my partner has sort of said things like, look, just, just do it what's called kind of rainbow, mm -hmm. isn't it? So, you know, don't worry about the colours, just, just get to the top any way you like. When you start, that seems like a really good idea. So my brain says, okay, no. I won't. I will not do it. It's cheating. It's cheating. It's cheating. And yeah, I that whole... I, I I unfortunately will have to agree with you because I, yeah. I I I also cannot do that. I'm far too competitive with myself. I will always think to myself, well, what if I I could just do the one that's a challenge, yeah. you know? But the in degree, in, to a degree, practicing your movement and doing all that sort of stuff is more important than going to the top of a wall. Yes. So like, if you know, if you're getting to the top and you're able to sort of break through your initial fear of just getting to the top of the wall, whether it's a boulder wall or a you know, rope yeah. wall, getting to the top is the first step along that journey. Yeah. And then you can sort of tie into, you know, the difficulty of things, uh, sort of the technique. And then you start talking about, you know, as we were talking about earlier, sort of the control over situations and things. And it's, it's not a bad way to get started. But yeah. I think the best thing about climbing, and I've always said, is, is that, that internal self-competition. Yeah. Is I never think to myself, oh, I, I you know, oh, I, I want to do this because my friend has done it. Or I want to do this because this person's done it. I want to do it because it's hard for me. I want to do it because if I do it, I've proven that I can. And yes. that internal competition, it's nothing to do with anyone else. No one else even has to care. In fact, some of the times I've had the, the, my favorite moments in climbing have been, like, for example, my wife getting up a climb, which for me would be extremely easy. It would be something I wouldn't even think about. I would just do, come down. But for her, it was a massive achievement to overcome the fear, to have tried it so many times, to have struggled, and then she got down and we had a lovely hug and it was amazing. And it was just that feeling of, you've done something which is difficult for you. Not for anyone else, not for any other soul on earth, but for you. Yes. And that achievement was awesome to be part of. It was really cool. And oh, yes. I think everyone can indulge in that. You don't have to be an amazing climber. You don't have to be someone who's out making videos on real boulders, out doing crazy things. You can just be a regular person doing regular things, which are hard for you. And that on its own should be respected. I, I, value that, value that, exactly. Because in this um, social media flooded world, um, to do so, I have found that, you know, I don't really have, I, I've occasionally posted a couple of bits, but Bearing in mind I'm coming every week, you know, you would be flooded with all sorts of photos and opportunities and you know, da 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 and all the rest of it. And I'm not, I'm not because it doesn't really occur to me. I mean, I, I've only sort of occasionally do it because oh, this would actually be make quite a useful little video, but not. It, this is really interesting to me because that whole bit of I need to validate this by sharing mm -hmm. it. I need people to like, love, and spread all this and go viral with this. <laughs> Partly likely. Um, 
is, doesn't seem to really exist and I think that must apply in lots of other areas of life. We need to re regain that perspective that we don't actually, this, yeah. this will exist without it being on social media. I mean, as I say, I, I run my own social media page, you know, to a degree. Yeah. And as I say, again, not expecting to be famous. But for me, it's more about my own journey, journey. and sort of building up, uh, you know, I can, I can sit back and I can look up and God, remember when this was something I really struggled with and I remember being super pleased of it. And now I can relate that exact same feeling to something which I've gotten better at. And I'm now doing the exact same thing, but maybe with slightly worse holds or they're slightly further away mm. and it really isn't a way for me to sort of say oh everyone look at the things I'm doing it's more of a way for me to go look at all these things I've done oh my god yeah I mean my my husband long time climber fills in the log books and all the, the whatever it is the the international thing that you fill in and UKC tick. UKC there we go yes UKC <laughs> and it is funny because he's not doing it's He's not doing it for anyone else. He is literally doing that to log his achievements and his journey. And I think that's, that's got to be a huge takeaway from this conversation, actually, because it's different from some of the traps that we're falling into or so easily sucked into in this world. Um, anything else? I think the, the main thing for me was I got into climbing when I was, as I say, like in a, a really bad position yeah. in life. I was pre-COVID, made redundant, all this rubbish, whatever we want to talk about is yeah. worthless meaning words. Uh, it's just, I got into climbing <laughs> as a way to make myself feel better. And it worked immensely, it's brilliant. But like, it, it feels really scary. It feels like a thing that you would never want to do, never be good at. It feels like something that maybe you're too short and that makes you worried. It makes you, you know, maybe you're a bit too heavy like I would have been. Too old. Too old, really common one. I see people who are 80, 90 crushing absolutely harder than I can. But genuinely, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, your background, anything like that, there is a climb out here on the wall set just for you that you could do and you could have a really good time on. Give it a go. It is well worth doing, even if you come along and you hate it, which you might do. We're all different, but it's well worth putting yourself in a position where you're not 100% comfortable, putting yourself out of your comfort zone, doing something a bit mad, and you might just find that it's your new best favourite thing. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, and, it, and it is. Um, did you label yourself as a sporty person or non-sporty person as you were growing up? Oh, I kind of... I've, I've wavered to and from on that line because I was very skinny and very athletic when I was younger and then went to university, met my now wife, drank a lot of beer <laughs> and um, well that sportiness faded very quickly away. <laughs> but now uh, I've gotten, you know, climbing has helped me get back into football which I do every week which I used to be like a very common thing for me yeah. because I integrated into climbing so why not a new football group so I did that and that gave me the confidence to go and do another sport which I've always loved and fell out of love with because well I let my yeah. waste go a bit further yeah. than I wanted to. Uh, and so it gave me that confidence to do other things. It's and a knock-on, yeah. yeah. It's a real knock-on effect, because then when you feel physically stronger and it, you, you sort of opened your brain into a new place. And yeah, because I, I, I jokingly said, oh, you know, this is what I, I actually think I am quite sporty. <laughs> and all through school, all through growing up, I was the last one to be picked for the teams. I was a bit chubby as a kid, but I just got the label because certainly back in the day, you were maybe even now, very, very quickly labelled, mm -hmm. you, you know. So I was good at art, um, and then I was good at drama. So, you know, I, I, and, and I haven't clung on to 
oh, I'm good at drama. You know, I'm, I'm an actor, I'm an actor. I'm a, that's what I do. I'm not going to do climbing. I'm, I, my, my stage is the theatre, my whatever it is. Um, because I've evolved. And all of a sudden, hey, Presley, you think, do you know what? I think I could have been good at netball mm -hmm. and lacrosse and, and not being last picked. Um, obviously, I can't relive those days, Lewis, uh, which is really sad. <laughs> no, I got, no, no, sorry. I am rebirthing mm -hmm. as a sporty kind of mentality now um, in the same year that I'm collecting my pension. So there we go. <laughs> go for it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Go and dive in. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I think this is fascinating. I think we could probably talk for another three hours, but uh, technically you're supposed to be working. Oh, no, And no, I'm no, supposed no, to be fine. climbing, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. A little deep delve into an aspect of motivation that came up in that interview. Intrinsic motivation is the fancy term for it. You might well have heard of extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation. Put simply, are we doing this for ourselves because we want to challenge ourselves or are we doing it because we think we should because somebody has kind of told us that we'd be great if we did this or whatever. And what we really want to aim for is this lovely intrinsic version of motivation. Now that doesn't mean you're never going to do anything for somebody else because let's face it, it gives you a bit of a buzz anyway, doesn't it? To support somebody, to help them, etc. But what it means is if you find yourself going down a path of, let's give you some examples, posting certain content on social media, going to certain networking events, perhaps investing a lot in personal development coaching courses, even doing some kind of new sport or hobby, what about buying new clothes or even reading a book? And if in your head you press pause, you reflect and you think to yourself, who am I doing this for? Am I doing this to prove a point to my mother who, you know, and I'm now like, you know, 50. Um, am I doing this because, you know, I'm trying to prove a point to some uh, bully at school that has long gone out of my life? Am I doing this because somebody, some expert somewhere said, you know, it's the only way I can be taken seriously as a business person or whatever. Am I doing this just to please the boss, although I think it's absolutely the wrong thing to do and I really should voice my opinion on this? No, I'll, I'll do it because, you know, that's, well, occasionally you might have to do things that are a compromise. But if it's a regular habit that you've got into, what do I mean by buying new clothes? If you find yourself thinking, oh, well, that's what I'm supposed to look like, isn't it? As a professional, I'll buy this. Somebody said, buy this, buy red. It's a power colour, you know, then just be careful. <laughs> Is it you that wants this or are you following some external force? So I think this is a really, really important distinction. And the only way that you can monitor it is just that, monitor it. Think to yourself, I keep doing this, but why am I doing this? Okay, that's it. Just a little mini lecture at the end there. Want to know more about staying unsquashed? Then head over to more resources at trishalewis.com forward slash stay hyphen unsquashed. And while you're there, sign up for the fortnightly email, unsquashed. 
For now, until our next forensic investigation, stay curious and don't forget to show up to share. Thank you.